At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast, where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. Thank you. Thank you. Million times. Thank you. First of all, if you're watching this and it's not January, then you're probably on the Patreon. Or if it's not even February, you're probably on the Patreon. So thank you. Uh, triple that amount. And uh, I've still got a few of these thrill oxide blind box or blind bags left. It's got a whole bunch of stuff in it that I don't offer anywhere outside of this right here. Like you can't even uh, buy some of the stuff that's in here individually on the website. Also got these Moonchild sticker sheets and a whole bunch of others. I got like 20 sticker sheets now. I went all out. Maybe I went too far. Maybe I went way too far uh, into the sticker sheets. But some of these are are so awesome. And uh, hopefully there's some left by the time you're even seeing this. If you're on Patreon, then you've got a chance. Uh, and speaking of, the Patreon members are the ones that are keeping almost all this new content going and flooding out. 
and uh, they're getting to see it at least a month ahead of time, sometimes two months. Uh, I know sometimes I'll interview someone and they'll they'll mention like, oh, wow, it doesn't air until when. <laughs> and, uh, but if you're on Patreon, you're seeing it super early. And with the added benefit of making all of this possible, everything that I'm doing, uh, I don't have to do like extra hours in the mines or anything like that. And today, let me get back. Let's let's get situated here. So today we got Bernie. Bernie. All right. Uh, well, well dude, you've got some more names than a Wu Tang Clan member. So wow, is that a synchronicity? Because I was actually going to bring up uh, my original name of Burncron, which is my clothing line, Burncron Bernie, uh, and that uh, in the same album that I was going to show some pictures of throughout this, uh, there's actually pictures of me with uh, Wu Tang, um, with the chef Raekwon himself in Montreal. Uh, so just a little sync there, but I feel special that. It's, you know, the regular world uh, isn't going to see this. You got to be paid. I, I'm, I'm worthy of being well, for, paid. for a month or right? so. Well, exactly, because, right? Because I'm making sure that I've, I've got enough content lined up so that I can, like, not stress out about not having another episode, like, on deck. Uh, right? Which is, it's easy to stress out over, to be honest. Well, it gives me uh, faith and hope now that uh, the last one we did is actually just being cycled through that and hasn't the, the paranoid programming one. It is yeah, because yeah. I've, I've got another one that uh, I did with Eric Hunley where we were training some special stuff to like a, like a Laura essentially to make it look like Lee Harvey Oswald. And uh, but I just I need to edit some of those because there's a whole lot of just like me dumb clicking around and the ones that I have to edit take way longer to put oh, out because I just I keep it on the yeah. back burner. Like editing, it, I use actually like the StreamYard editing is pretty good to like like get the clip going or cut out all of the clips of like the, you know, clicking around and uh, getting to the just the juicy parts to then save as like the original or your like um, hard video file to then work with and add other stuff too, right? Well, speaking of top talking shop, look what we got here. Oh, uh, so we were right before we started recording, we were talking because Bernie's just got some screen printing stuff going on. He's got like a a whole inventory of awesome like. So I was just mentioning that I really enjoy when I find printers that go out and find like old vintage shirts, like maybe old tie dye shirts or whatever, and then use those to print on instead of just bulk ordering some crap polyester from, you know, what, wherever, you know, fill in the blank. Usually it comes from a variety of places. Building or fruit of the loom, et cetera, et cetera, right? And when you talk about those, it might be coming from Thailand. It might be coming from Vietnam. It might be coming from a variety of places. Sometimes the same Gildan or the same, we're talking shop a little bit, but the same like supplier, they switch around their suppliers. Like they're just middlemanning everything to you anyways. So anyways, once you right. find a really nice feeling shirt or like a perfect fit the or just fit, like right that cool fitted thing. woven nice cotton the woven cotton and like it's like when you're dealing wholesale it's only like a dollar two dollars between like something that's like scratchy rough like crap quality compared to the nice fit that's gonna last a long time and you gotta put pride and you gotta put 
quality into your prints, into your work. And well, I, I guess that's another extra advantage if you're sourcing from like used clothing stores or or thrift stores. Like that's about as pre-shrunk as you're gonna get. Like hopefully that thing's been you know lived in. Oops. And uh, so this is like a digital, it like uh, just print right of it. Mm-hmm. But then these are. Showing here like the same print on several different shirts and then uh, actually close that to go back to the main size so I can show, for instance, the uh, this bear print. It's a six screen, six color print. Uh, here it is on like a woman's V-neck. But uh, when we did the prints, lining up all of the six screens, doing the run, I also had included several or collected several of these different styles of high-end fashion jackets um, from, for instance, like something like a thrift store. Well, these I got specifically from a uh, supplier that it's like the um, the show the show items or whatnot that they for the catalog in the year so you get one of each sort of thing and, and right so then it's like when you do your run you want to have a bunch of different things that you get it in but then you get to the problem where by the end uh, you, you get some very limited stock and have to do another print or put your extra smalls and your triple extra larges on, on sale right something like that yeah, it's it's a rough business now, especially with like the direct to garment stuff where you just use Amazon merch or you use, you know, Printify or Printful or any of the number of drop shippers that just do it remote. And then you have to make sure you order some of them yourself and, and check the seed. Like, does it really hold yes, up in the wash? Right. Quality control is key yeah. in that. That's a very good point. And that uh, we're also talking pre-record of that the synergy or like the necessariness of doing both sort of thing, right? That like I need to get a couple of my designs, let go of that. Oh, I have to own the rights to all of it and print it all myself mentality and put a couple out into the corporate world so that anyone that wants it right now can order it. And, you know, the boom, it's done by the company. And, you know, at least you get a little bit back while then also in the new year here, I'm finally setting up my equipment again and we'll be able to do the special orders, those custom orders, those one of a kind pieces, right? That's that, the collector items. Truly. That's what I want to definitely collaborate on too. Cause that's exactly when you pull out those big guns of that stock of like some vintage tie dye that you know you found a goodwill and you just threw in a box somewhere to use one day like that's the kind of stuff that i'd really love to to collect or like some badass old like denim jackets or like i don't know right? man. Oh, exactly like, like i literally cool still have things. tupperware like bins upon bins ready <laughs> to print of stuff you know what story. i really want like anyone out there that's that's taken down you know a, a gift list for paranoid american but a freaking carl Kanai uh denim jacket and then we'll just custom print on that that would be like the ultimate holy grail for me i've got a really beat up carl canice uh hoodie that like it's ripped and it's torn and like i'm gonna have uh like some leather patches added onto the elbows and everything because like i never want to let it go but well, anyways i wasn't sword. expecting to just jump and talk into clothing right off the bat here there's so much else going on dude um uh, First of all, you've got the coolest 
background out of any podcast I've ever been on. I don't think I'm not even going to try to compete. Like it's just impossible. But yeah, look at look at how sick this whole getup is, and it's a 360 degree experience too. It's not. It truly like, is. Like you, you get to live in this amazing. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, lab. Like you're just in a, you're, lab, yeah, you're in the right? lab, dude. And right, get up. It's, it's everywhere. It's it's all. It's a wonderful time. I love it, man. It looks it looks like a tree fort that I would totally hang out in all the time. Right. So it's it's in a basement. So it's more of a hobbiton hole, I guess. But even better. Uh, exactly. Although I would like to have the tree fort up top eventually, right? Get some uh, homunculus giant um, beanstalks going to get a giant tree tree house. And you bring up uh, Bert and Ernie can there. The alchemist minions are labeled as tonight. Uh, the jar behind being uh, one of my alchemy processes of electrolysis, that one making monoatomic silver and colloidal silver uh, just using two uh, two ounce, but you can use one ounce, but you have to make sure that it is pure uh, silver 99.999. Uh, you don't want sterling silver or anything that's a mix of other metals, uh, especially sometimes they have lead in it, which will absolutely kill you. Uh, but even with uh, such other metals as nickel or copper, it will oxidize and then uh, the de- dioxide uh, diatomic structure it's no longer a single monoatomic atom it uh, is diatomic and that's where you turn blue and it starts poisoning you with heavy metal accumulation and toxicity okay and- oh, hold on so because so, I actually just saw uh, I can't even remember the name of it I think it's called like love will save us all or it, it's about some cult where a lady basically like everyone there was drinking this like monoatomic or colloidal silver i think that was yeah. a particular one and like she turns like absolutely sm- like smurf blue not even oh just, like, a she gonna die blue. and that's not monoatomic that's diatomic it's oxidized and it has become poisonous so, so that so, those people need to stop immediately well they, they, she didn't uh like you know spoiler alert she uh she died i don't know if it was from that but when she oh, died, of course she it was, was she definitely was, totally was guaranteed oh, so uh, so does this happen if you've got like the legit colloidal silver and you just let it sit out too long and then you drink it like nope. a year later? So or? here's the thing. This one, it's still white. This is five years. No, 10, almost at least eight. I'd say I nine love that you years keep it now. in a crown royal bottle. Right. Like, is exactly. This, is this like Bernie's the limited like, edition, baby? Limited is this like moon, the moonshine of colloidal baby. silver? Right. Well, this also contains this is a mixture of monoatomic gold, monoatomic zinc, monoatomic copper and monoatomic silver. All four of them remaining in that white state. Um, And then there's also I've got it uh, some of gold. I've gotten gold. I've got and this is gold right here uh, as, as well as silvers and zinc into this purple state. And gold turns into the purple state from the white state when you leave it out in the sun. Uh, silver does it in the moon. And the zinc, well, 
I'll, I'll do a demonstration of how to make it some other day. But yeah, several of them in this purple state. And so the purple state, or sorry, this one's the gold. Here you can see still the gold flakes. So and hold on, you, you said the, the gold turns purple because of sunlight and the, the silver sun. turns purple because of moonlight? Yes, sir. This is blowing my mind a little bit because this almost feels like... The I'm alchemists sorry. claim that gold is sun and that the moon is silver. And I actually, when, so I don't know if we've discussed this before, but yeah, when making the monoatomic silver, you have to make it on a full moon and it produces a lot of it. If you make it up when the moon is waning or waxing, very little actually is produced. And I've left it, uh, like uh, on a month long cycle is how I discovered it. And one month there was a super moon on the full moon and the entire container was filled that night. And it just blew my mind. And I've got pictures of it, how it's like waxes and wanes with the amount uh, of silver being produced uh, on the lunar cycle. Does, does this matter if you're inside or outside or with this? No, I know it goes through the home. Well, definitely wow uh, man you're kind of blown I, I just i have to say not out of like a my pure skepticism i can't get over like right bullshit. so here's the thing i've backed this up i've fucking put my reputation on the line and i did a live stream uh experiment with the alien scientist channel uh there's mark sokol of falcon space also on it we were doing he was doing some experiments in his lab i set it up uh, to do the live demo of during a lunar eclipse. And sure enough, it was Purdue, as soon as I plugged it in, it was producing a whole bunch because it was a full moon. The eclipse came in, it stopped producing it like live on air. <laughs> and then as the freaking eclipse ended, it started producing it again. This is amazing, man. Has has this been documented already, or is this? Yeah, kind it's, of like a it's new... all on YouTube. Like it's out there. It's no, out but here. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, like, oh yeah, like, like officially no. But uh, I've got Dr. Bob Greenier of the Martin Fleischmann Memorial Project uh, encouraging me to publish and write papers, and that he would co-publish uh, with me. Uh, Absolutely, man. Me, right, like, and do this yesterday. Or I know, like the time has to be. I, the time is right now, right? Twenty twenty four. It's to, now. To so now it's twenty twenty four. By the time you see it, it will be this year that I will publish. You can only write it on a on a full moon and an eclipse at the same time. Okay. We're a super moon. And so here's the other thing, though. I was like, okay, so that's with the silver. And then when I was, because uh, I use pure silver, pure silver when making the monatomic silver, pure gold, pure twenty four karat gold pure 24 karat gold anode cathode when making monoatomic gold that's why some of the metal broken down you can still see is in this gold flake directly off of the 24 karat gold bar that it broke down from and that uh i then started noticing well it's extremely expensive and so silver will last a very long time like it's hard to erode it off five volts or corrode it off five volts over a month uh on a uh, one ounce coin even but uh gold on the other hand it will completely corrode in about 12 hours of electrolysis uh with five volts going through it on the anode side so extremely expensive for a very short period of runtime to get the process down but i 
the last couple times I ran the experiment, I did it right before sunset at sunset to test it because I was like, uh, one time I had enough that I let it go 24 hours. And when I woke up, it was like all this black sludge. And now it's like, I've tested it twice at sunset and it's like, it'll produce the gold. We'll do monoatomic gold during daylight. As soon as the sun sets, it starts producing this black monoatomic sludge stuff instead of the uh, white monoatomic gold. And so let's say that you've got like a, let's get crazy. Let's see if you've got like an ounce gold coin, right? You've got like a Liberty or something, pure gold. And you run this thing overnight or whatever. Is that like never going to be gold again? Like did that gold just evaporate into nothing? And now the best thing you can do is maybe drink it or throw it out. Or can you like turn that back into gold again? Yes and no. So, uh, not very easily, but through certain chemical reactions, yes, you can. And I've that's been a problem that I've had with the electrolysis process is like, right, how do you reverse it? Uh, there's supposedly ways you can microwave the uh, metallics or the monoatomics <laughs> back into a solid state. That I haven't, you know, dared experiment with uh, in my own home until you know, I get a lab that, yeah, don't freaking who knows what the hell is going to happen but uh the other process is through ancient alchemy there's actually uh documented these chemical process ways and uh shout out to michael in utah uh esoteric gold and jeremiah pop exotic propulsion both of them uh have been re uh, reformed or reproduced solid gold state through the chemical reaction from the monoatomic and uh, yeah, we did actually have done a couple episodes where they're demonstrating it live on camera with us. And it's just a matter of getting the right acid mixture in and yeah, solidify it back into it. So, so barring those two methods, like what, what else, is there anything at all that it's good for or well, so, you just literally dissolve, you know, an yeah, I've spent literally nothing. spent thousands of dollars of pure gold into just white fluff and some that the original ones that I did turn oxidized into blue fluff, which it's still sitting there. So it's like it's toxic, poisonous, literal gold that is dust <laughs> in a jar that is like I melted down like four or five grand of like all my jewelry that I had like <laughs> accumulated during like, you know, teenage years and like. All in the name of science. University, right? Like, oh god. So waiting for that, and it's like I've got to use the specific chemical way to do it to separate the oxide aspect out of the gold first. Otherwise, you risk uh, turning it into other compounds, and then it's just like way more expensive uh, taxing process to have to then rebreak it down again and do it all over. It's it's a lot, a lot of work. Lot it's it ain't cheap. We'll put it that way. But the microwave way uh, is potentially a lot easier. I've seen it's done uh, in a couple presentations, but uh, it's something I really want to be able to experiment with. Um, and we'll be talking further with Martin Fleischman, Mora Project, Bob Greeniers on that uh, in an upcoming episode, as well as I do uh, have, well, I got a, published my papers my thesis with uh, transmutations of metal elements all of my work with sir isaac newton's alchemy work and the real science of ancient alchemy uh, to come but in 
that giant's masterworks, I also uh, predict that there's a much easier way to uh, re-solidify that monatomic gold into solid gold, and it's by pumping the resonant frequency of gold into the electrolysis reaction uh, in a certain way. And what's the resonant frequency of gold? Um, that's something that I've been talking to John Hutchinson about how to measure it, record it, how they've done it, uh, and then be able to replay it, reuse it in experiments. Uh, off the top, is it not just like a standard that would? It, it is a like standard, yes, but I don't know it off the top of my head. I believe it would be like the atomic mass of the element of an atom of gold, mm-hmm. and then at its vibrational frequency of that mass, right? However, they calculate base. So that's a very good question that I've been meaning to look more into and trying to get that answer. Up. It seems to be. Uh, rather classified information, to be honest, when it comes to the scientific community and the academic. To you know, honest to God, truth, it's kind of crazy. Do you think uh, that you could just make gold from scratch, like without starting with gold? So, Do you think that's uh, I have. I I believe uh, twice turns both once copper and once silver when I've gotten it into this pink crystalline state that Sir Isaac Newton talks about, uh, have gotten it into what appeared to be gold um, layered on the outside of it and that it appeared to turn into gold. Uh, it's I was doing reproducing a, a ancient alchemical like um, writing process that uh, Isaac Newton was explaining on how to transmute uh, the elements when doing it. And I believe it is easily done once again with that resonant frequency and the specific um, rights like temperature, energy, and harmonics going into these electrolysis reactions. Both both. If, if someone wanted to like dip their toe into this, like what's the what's the entry point? Like what's what's the bare minimum of materials? So and all you really stuff? need is an old cell phone freaking charger where you just snip. So you'll take the end off. You'll just go snip and you'll have a red wire and a black wire. And it's a five volt power source. That's literally what I do. You know, 80, 90 percent of my experiments with and your red is your anode. That's what's going to dissolve. And your black is your cathode. And that's what's going to produce all the hydrogen off of the water and just salt water that you use. And you can take two silver coins to make your colloidal. Uh, as long as it remains white, it is good. As soon as it turns blue, it is toxic and it will poison you. And then there's the red mercurial state that uh, they claim is mercury. Who knows? I need you know my own... Um, mass spectrometer to be able to see if I'm actually transmutating metals into mercury mercury randomly. Uh, But it's interesting. Aside from just looking at it and seeing that it's turning blue, is there a way to tell if it's like, you know, getting spoiled or, you know, getting by color, by simply by color. Is that it? But like, what if, what if you, you don't have the greatest eyesight or what if, you know, you don't, what if you're colorblind? Like, is there some other method? I, I would assume that, uh, yeah, once you, um, to harvest it, I rinse all the salt out of the water. I rinse it nine times. 
and collects like the monoatomics from the bottom each time, dump the water out, repeat. Uh, and then you can let the monoatomics or these the armist material, GANs, whatever you want to call it, this, these nanomaterials, um, you can let it dry out. And I'm sure if you had the right equipment that like the white single atom stuff would weigh a certain amount per grant or like volume of it compared to the diatomic probably being a bit more with the oxygen on it right so i don't know spectrometer and then boom burn it and see what's in it each time (laughs) well then you might never see that gold again for sure yeah (laughs) but according Um, According to the legend of David Hudson, when you burnt monoatomic gold, it would like disappear and then come back or something, and it like levitate all sorts of weird shit. Uh, that's a <laughs> if you can get that on a live stream, that would be dope, right? I got to start. So I want to put it into uh, basically plasma tubes uh, and start turning. That looks more like a Heineken bottle than a plasma tube. A little bit of both, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the the mixture of the two. Exactly. So, um, have you have you tinkered with any uh like Tesla technology? Have you ever made like a Tesla coil or anything? Have you made I've a made ring? like the basic ones, like that you just assemble and weld from like a packet off of Amazon, yeah, yeah. same here, sort of thing. Um, when it comes to that, it's like I just leave it to Jeremiah with uh, exotic propulsion. Join the technicians there. Like literally, he's got hundreds of them. Same with uh, Charlie C. Uh, Charles Crawford the third there out of Texas and Mark Sokol of Falcon Space, all three of them in their labs. Like they literally like have hundreds of different ones for different That's, it's so cool. So yeah. So, yeah <laughs> it's it's epic. So yeah, it's like they bring it to the real science shows that we do together and I don't have to make it, they do it. It works out. <laughs> Well, just just like I don't have to do any weird alchemy projects. Like you're the you're my go-to. So if exactly. I need to know about some weird alchemy or like why why I'm starting, so it's to like I blue. can just send the the straight, fluffy, made from camera and see uh, on Burton Ernie there uh, that jar here. I'll uh, pull it up and switch it around for you. show see that you can see here's the two coins one two both silver but uh the anode there turning that orangish reddish color uh as it dissolves off there but i can put a little water fresh water and stir up the monatomics and now you can see the cloud level uh, of the actual silver that dissolved off and that it's pure white there's no no blue in there at all right and that that's what you want when making it 
that see that's the part that scares me is like <laughs> like what if i'm looking at it and i'm like i would just stare at it for so long be like oh yeah right well that's the blue. thing Does though so to you i don't know Does no, it but, but that's the thing is like yeah, it literally it's like two or three weeks of rinsing like it takes a day to let the water refill it let it settle down fully so every single particle is at the very very bottom there as opposed to all mixed up and that when it gets to the very bottom you pour all of the water out and you're having to do that nine times so it's over a couple weeks time and you're able to you know see it in the sun as clear as can be that it is uh you know white not bluish not blue and well you you it it's a difference of like clearly turquoise clearly clearly blue clearly you you turn smurf you it, you're the smurf color it's the smurf color for the reason and hey maybe the smurfs are actually dwarfs in silver <laughs> mines <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're just buying a uh, bunk new age uh, yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right? Gar- Gargamel is just like a horrible drop shipper so here's the thing uh, speaking of bunk new age stuff a lot of people will sell you oh this is monoatomic gold and they'll price it in the price of gold well because real monoatomic gold is weight for weight gold but it's that or colloidal gold sorry colloidal gold or colloidal silver water and it's the this is the water on top of the monoatomics and the monoatomic is a million parts per million now colloidal silver on average is like 13 parts to like 35 parts per million when being sold and the 35 parts is like your top of the grade and i think it's like 18 parts is like standard and they'll sell you this colloidal silver for like 200 ounces like 20 to 50 bucks some places like 100 and it's like literally you just make your own and then you have a million parts per million and you can refill it every single day and use a whole bottle worth of it every single day instead of you know paying twenty dollars for a little spray that is ridiculous if let's say that you just get starting getting just a tinge of blue um like, well, like so you, as you personally uh, if it's not, a change of blue what i use it for then is as sprays on like door handles dis- as a disinfectant right and then it's like um the uh, that's what i'll use the water for the blue monoatomic or diatomic material the ormus itself uh just collect and use um, I'm storing later for these microwave experiments and chemical reaction experiments and stuff, uh, so forth with it. But what like, if you personally are turning blue, like your skin starts turning blue, not you, stop. Bernie, but like just stop anyone. immediately, stop right. immediately. So, you, so you, uh, you have you stop immediately. Does it you, just like reverse? If you're turning time? blue, you're probably going to die fairly quickly and you have so much heavy metals in you. You're literally turning blue. Stop what you are doing. That is not what you want. It's like it is <laughs> called die atomic for a reason. Okay. So there's no healthy level of blue where you're just like, I'm going to just maintain this level of blue going forward. Well, then maybe if you're like a demigod, because we have all those blue <laughs> demigods, and supposedly they took the you know monoatomic gold, maybe they're taking diatomic, and I don't know. 
No, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but just this is like, I don't know, like eight year old me asking, you know, not 40 year old me asking. But when I was a kid, I can because I had like the chemistry set and I had, you know, but it came with like borax and a bunch of like dumb stuff. And at some point I accidentally made some weird sticky sludge that was kind of fun to play with. I have no idea what it was, but. I do remember going nuts in like the spice cabinet and just ruining, just like mixing in my mind, like an out, like I was being an alchemist by mixing cinnamon with nutmeg and five spice and just like a bunch of crap. Is there absolutely any merit of any kind of mixing spices and organic material? Especially when connecting them with oils, because then you're dealing with, uh, the properties of connecting superconductivity within this nanotech and that uh, the oil activates the nano um, signature, this resonant frequency of each particle. So, um, for instance, I've shown many times like drop a just a drop of blood into this electrolysis reaction on the cathode side, it starts reproducing what uh, Keshi has stated is your amino acids, basically your own MRA slash your own like cellular materi- material, which is essentially your resonant frequency nano cell piece, right? So it's like if you have a whole bunch of those, uh, especially from um, like different plants and stuff, uh, and then you're coating it in these oils you're creating a giant field of this energy is how i've uh, been taught to understand it and that especially when the you then coat it onto like such uh, coils that um the keshi foundation that's a huge part of uh their technology is you take like a flame or you take caustic or you do the electrolysis on the cathode side it builds this nano coating layer on the outside which is then breaking down your solid state covalent bonds into like just the most single nano structure remaining on the outside that is then able to interact with your single uh, state's monoatomic material and then it interacts into this plasma essentially i guess it's plasma state um, physical matter and energy is the way they teach it and then anything plasma is essentially superconductive, possibly conscious, and you're going into all Wait, sorts of crazy <laughs> what you, woo. Yeah. What, what do you mean by conscious? So, yeah, I've uh, had a talk with Dr. Joseph Farrell, and he wrote his most recent book on this giant uh, intergalactic plasma mass of the universe and that it seems like it's conscious and then my own experiments with these monoatomics how they self-organize do like all of this crazy entropy and it seems like it's almost conscious and then uh, you go into dan winter's work with uh, the flame in the mind and flames are as plasma blood is plasma what what is plasma does plasma state contain this conscious um you know physical matter and uh also orbs right you got ball lightning and that ball lightning seem there's many cases where it seems to demonstrate a you know conscious behavior or intelligent action 
what would a ball lightning need intelligence for? Is it just like well, like navigating well, through the forest or something? Or well, what if it's you know a transdimensional being? Right, but I, but I mean, if someone was theorizing that ball lightning was conscious. Like, did someone see it doing something so, conscious? So I, I get this from the fact that my dad, when he was like, uh, so I think uh, before he was a teen, maybe 12, I, something like that. But growing up in Saskatchewan in like the 50s or something, uh, lightning had struck the railway and there was a ball lightning orb that formed and it went straight along the uh the rail line until across and the rail line was across the street from or the road from their house and that this orb stopped directly in front of their house and then it began to cross the road came straight across into and through the screen door my dad says and then it stopped when it saw him and it just disappeared did it hurt the screen door no no it didn't affect the screen door at all which is freaking mind-blowing because it's like going through a faraday cage essentially for a energetic being or energetic uh ball is, it, is it ball anything. lightning we're talking about or yeah yeah ball lightning it was he said it was lightning that hit the train tracks and then this giant ball lightning came off of it and it like moved straight along the tracks stopped when it reached like directly in front of his door and then came straight across the road. Like it was probably like a hundred, 200, hundred meters from the train tracks across the road to their, <laughs> to their place. And he said it was like a consistent speed. And then it like, I think he said it momentarily stopped and then proceeded through the screen. And then like was the same speed and then stopped. I gotta, I'm going to have to interview my dad on that. Could it, could it burn that. you? Because I don't know what I've heard of ball lightning, but only as like a phenomenon. But I, I guess I would assume that if it like you had your hand out and the ball lightning passed your hand, I assume that it would like fry your hand. Right. Theoretically, hurt. it should. Right. It should be a giant discharge of electricity and like getting zapped by this thing. Right. Like. That's nothing compared to ball lightning. Interesting. I I, I don't want to. And sign he said up it dissipated that. into nothing, and like a lot of time, they're known to like explode. Which it's like, it's is there weird. a way to recreate? I mean, if we can recreate dimensions and CERN, someone's oh, got to be able to recreate yeah. ball lightning. No, that's uh, what I've been working on, talking with uh, both John Hutchinson as well as the Bob Greenier with his Martin Fleischmann Memorial Project. Uh, they've been through the Thor reactor as well as the lightning storm reactor or generator devices uh, and the bagel coil, which is exactly this configuration of coils then with extremely high voltage put through uh, generates ball lightning in the middle and these orbs out of it. Fascinating how stuff. How much energy are we talking about? Like if, if you were to use something about that size, like uh, that's to see it on a your great question bill? that I've got written down to ask Bob in my next interview with okay. him specifically. <laughs> so here's something that you definitely know. Uh, no, no pop quizzes or anything. What was Bernie like to have as a student in like, you know, seventh grade science class? Were you just an absolute hellion and questioning every single thing and like, and like trying to melt down the teacher's, golden rings and necklace or 
that you was me in university that was me in university and i got kicked out post-secondary several times uh <laughs> so, <laughs> i want to hear this <laughs> so i got kicked out of astronomy class for showing images this was like 15 years ago of uh, showing active volcanic plumes on mars that had just been taken and that at the time now nasa you know never history answer is like oh recognizes yeah there's active volcanoes all over mars now but uh 15 years ago no that was impossible how dare you this is blasphemy get the fuck out of my class for even proposing this that was uh, was that a, a direct quote from the teacher yeah yeah like pretty much uh, it was 15 years ago so pardon my uh it might be off a word or two but like he was swearing and was like this is impossible get the hell out of here or get the fuck out he said but uh then number two was i was taking petroleum engineering uh intro course and i was showing these pictures of fracking like homes by fracking wells where it was like um, you know you could light the freaking tap on fire because of right, all the right. excess gas and the bitch was like that's impossible there's not one documented case and i'm like well what are you what is this dear like oh well that that's from that case no they signed uh ndas and it was settled oh okay yeah it's still happening bitch like fuck you but yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna go with you were a treat to have in class but in grade seven i was like a little freaking teacher's angel and i had like I, I don't know i was an honors kid through most of junior high and high school did you so did you pay attention in chemistry class a bit but i wish more and i really need to relearn the majority of it so i can start making my esters just kidding. That's like so the what, one. What's the most complicated thing you would trust yourself to do at this point? Um. All right. Here, let me actually let me let me reverse that to maybe a easier answer. What's what's the least complicated thing that you're not comfortable doing yet? Like, what's the thing that you're like, man? If I could trust myself, if you get the up. animal specimen. I will put it in the egg to try to grow the homunculus. Well, what do you need exactly? Let's not <laughs> let's not mince words here because I'm not an alchemist. Like, what, what is the long, exact right? you, you product? Need the male's that you need. genetic uh, material, and I'm just not comfortable collecting that. What do you mean? It's, it seems like I'm can... not jerking off the dog to get its semen to put it into a chicken egg to grow a half dog, half chicken. But I do want to try to grow a half dog, half chicken. So what, you need me to go over to, to Saskatchewan and jerk off your dog? Mm, maybe. I mean, a dog oh. for science. I mean, I feel like the <laughs> the dog would do most of the work. All you got to do is just kind of guide, guide it into uh, into the, you know, you right. just got to guide it. And it'll take care of the rest of it. There would be no coercion involved. We'd have NDA signed. We'd have some kind of an academic observer there, I assume, to just take notes to make it official. Because right? if that guy's not there, then it truly is just two weird dudes in a room with a dog getting jerked off. But yeah, so we don't got, want that. But if we you do... got someone taking notes now now there's like academic merit and i mean i'm i'm saying this halfway jokingly but if you look through the history of science like the <laughs> first guy that discovered 
nitrous oxide, for example, I think is I think it was Priestley. I might be wrong, but the first dude, he was just like going. If you just if you imagine, right, because it's like we see the the bio or you see like the history channel document and it's got like candle lit and like the nice fading and all that stuff and like the the classical music but really what happens is this 17 year old guy moves away from home for the first time in his life manufactures nitrous oxide gets high off of it brings it back to his dorm room and just gets high off of it for another like three or four weeks straight (laughs) other people to do it and now you're like oh but that was you know doctor so like i had to memorize that guy's name and write a paper so it's got all of this extra allure and like academic, you know, right? like, like oh, he was a genius. So this, but when, dude, when that guy did that for the first time and ended up just huffing nitrous for like, a few days, yeah, and, I'm not, boy. and I'm not, that's not a hyperbole. If you look into, and I, I, I'm almost want to Google it, but I think it's Priestley, but like whoever discovered it was just doing it nonstop and getting other people to do it. And then they took it on the road and they would charge people to do it. Like, Hey, walk into this tent hang out for a little while you'll get stoned and they were like okay and that was just like the thing right that's, but that's now just how monkeys do right that's if you were to instinct. do that with any other substance uh and it's not in an academic setting even if you're doing the exact same thing now all of a sudden you're a, a crackhead so yeah uh, yeah so that anyways that so yeah I'll, I'll i'll jerk your dog off but i'm not a crackhead for doing it <laughs> For science, for science, but, for science. Right, but like I've I've been thinking. Is all, about, honestly, is that all you're missing though? And, and then all of a sudden you can make a homunculus, like, right? Because because well, I've been blocker? thinking about it from a philosophical point of view, and then just from like a scientific point of view, and it's like, well, I certainly don't want to be jerking myself off and then like making my own half babies if like there's any like reality to this isn't that and the, then like have to that, kill them and shit like that's just mess is that right? not the classical concept of a homunculus it, exactly like, they, weren't, they weren't sourcing it from their dog they were well, sourcing but, it from themselves. no 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 right then um uh Juan loves bringing up his favorite story of how it involves like how they had to beat and jerk off this dog. But it's like, I've thought about this and it's like, well, why are they jerking off the dog to get the dog specimen? And then it's like, that's how they're making these like half animal, half animal mutation things, potentially like, you know, a hellhound chicken, like connect, put the freaking dog beaming into a chicken egg maybe and put in some voltage in some salt water see if it grows i think it might especially with what i've seen blood do in the salt water with (laughs) okay so hold on hold on one question because like usually when alchemy or one of these ingredients or methods sounds like crazy it's to like completely obscure something right yeah. So are are we saying that beating the cow's carcass? No, that that's it? what makes it obscure and fucked up. It's that they just needed the you know the half specimen of the male to put into the female egg to mix the species cross species in this homunculus thing. So, but I'm but I'm saying is that did they really mean they were beating a cow's carcass with a dog? Oh, or were they beating him? Or, or was this just like a reference? And if so, it's not even that good of like, uh, like a, like a colloquialism, right? Like it's not even really hiding it. Like you're almost making it worse. Like, 
it almost seems like it would be less or, or did it get lost in like... translation was like one guy just like i am not writing beat off the dog's dick all right beat off the carcass so, you know <laughs> <laughs> okay i honestly i've never heard this before and it, it does make sense because that also explains why you'd have to find the biggest one because I guess in theory, now there's like a practical the element to that. I don't know. So, but, but honestly, the, the real question is, that is if this is the only thing holding you back, I feel like there's solutions to this problem. I also don't want to like get my channels canceled for like ethically crossing lines or I just, I, I'm afraid that it would actually probably might like grow and live into something. And then, then what the fuck Pandora's box did we open? Devil's advocate, but you would, in my mind, you become an instant worldwide sensation millionaire or the CIA comes and kills you either or. But if it's the first one, then you can take these infinite resources and use that for good but maybe? simultaneously any and every idiot out there is then gonna start trying to like fuck a chicken and make a chicken homunculus of themselves because they I saw mean, these chicken work. nuggets aren't gonna make themselves my friend and if there's a some sort of a bridge between here and an endless food supply to solve world hunger yeah again if it takes a bunch of weirdos doing weird things in order <laughs> to get there fair right i guess like because if all it took was like inseminating like pig sperm into chicken egg and then like into this electrolysis silver alchemy jar and then boom you know you got yeah you got a turducken and you don't even have to do all the cooking part you could just make a turducken and then put it in the microwave and you're and you're good so i don't know i feel i feel like there might be something to that uh i don't know if it's necessarily an abomination of nature or like a soulless creature but that is the biggest element and i guess the that's the one that I can relate to, I guess. And that the question of, is it a soulless entity? And that's why I ethically myself could not start experimenting in such a field with my own seed. Because Well, just does this like, mean that you don't think dogs have souls? No, just my, I don't want to be killing my own soul. Of course my dog has a soul and goes to heaven. And oh, but I, you're, you'll, you'll kill your dog's part of your dog if it came out like a vicious monster like sometimes you have to people have to if their dog was traumatized and you know starts maiming people they have to put it down right it's not that the dog doesn't have a soul it's just that you created okay, a monster. You apply that same logic to a little bernie homunculus that like if it becomes a rabbit but, but it's a tap you don't put down little freaking thomas because he's a little monster no right but i don't i mean I'm, dog, honestly, I'm on the fence there i don't i don't know i don't know where i stand on that on that issue to be honest i feel like i would be more rational about it that if i like for example if if i fed the little thomas homunculus after midnight and i got water on him and he turned into a gremlin like i've seen the movie enough times that i would not feel bad about squishing them and putting them <laughs> in the microwave as long as they weren't playing like a cool little synth keyboard and they were all cute looking but like i don't know if, if i saw like a little sharp toothed 
demonic, you know, homunculus. Right. I don't care if it's 99% me. Like, uh, it's going in the microwave. I agree with that. It's just that, like, from my scientific point of view or perspective in, like, experimentation, there was not, there wouldn't just be one. So it's like, how many times are you going to have to kill your own demon sort of thing and create your own demon? Let's start with an animal first. Do you think there's any chance that the movie Gremlins was actually about uh, homunculus? Maybe. I don't like there's uh, what we do in the shadows. They do a whole episode on homunculus, but don't call it that. They make a whole bunch of different. uh, What's the familiar's name? But then he gets turned in season five. He's about Helsing. Ben Helsing. Ben Helsing. Yeah, he's like a like a blood relative. Yeah, I think so. What's is the Mexican guy? I forget his name. Anyways, Guillermo. Guillermo. There we go. Yes, Guillermo. You have you you know the episode I'm talking about? Oh god, isn't like the fish homunculus? Who's the homunculus? What? So they no the um. How am I forgetting their names? Nadia's like a little puppet. Nadia has like a puppet. No, but Nadia's husband. The son. Who's Nadia's husband again? I I don't remember his name off the top of my head. And there's Colin Robinson, but Colin Robinson turns into like a baby and then grows. He's almost a homunculus himself, right? But no, maybe the the Guillermo episode. uh, It's in season five, halfway through, as Guillermo's transitioning, tranning into a vampire. Nadia's husband does some science on Guillermo and he's like, Guillermo, I need you to like, just go jack off in the corner a bunch of times. I need like your specimen to like run some uh, science stuff on. And then it's like, he comes back and there's like a half Guillermo, half dog, half Guillermo, half like fish, half Guillermo, half frogs. That was doing the homunculus thing. Yeah. Right. That's homunculus without calling them homunculus. Vampire homunculus. So if, if that were possible, I really do believe that there'd be some TikTok channel with like Bernie the Frog and Bernie the Wolf and Bernie the Bear and whatever. If it were if it were truly possible, someone out there would have made themselves like well, a little cult supposedly of some from Russia, but then they all like the guys died and disappeared. Have you not seen like the original homunculus experiments on YouTube from the Russians? I have, and I've got, um, I've got questions. I hold on really quick. Shout, uh, do I have? Yeah. So really quick shout out. I just want to say that Juan Ayala is the nation's leading and only homunculologist. There's a couple other people that have popped up online and they've tried to claim that they themselves are a homunculologist, but it's not true. It is only Juan Ayala. I, I give it to Juan for bringing like bringing my awareness into the homunculi reality. So, and- so he is the homunculologist, and we have gone incredible detail and lengths to find out exactly what the Russian dude was doing, and I think we know exactly what he was doing. And uh, I, spoiler alert for anyone that's really committed to the Russian homuncul- homunculus guy, it's a fraud. It's all fake. I'm but there was positive. multiple guys. 
Well, I think that they're all frauds and fakes, oh, and I'm okay. pretty sure that it's a combination of cornstarch, food coloring, and sponge, a, like a very specific type of sponge that you can uh, then seed uh, like cornstarch into, and if you soak it and add just a little bit of food coloring, it looks like a, a little creature, and if you know how to flick your wrist right, anyways, this... I don't Dang. even know why I want to show this right now, but but this is something I've been working on that, that'll be coming out in uh, next year, maybe next summer. I'm not even sure yet. I'm just going to give a tiny little preview, you, but you got a we've large got this little. Okay, it's all you're going to see. That's a, okay. that's a little a little homunculus body shell, but I've also got this uh, this special little. If dude, if you inhale this, you will die, uh, guaranteed. Like I don't even know if I should even be selling this. It's like. Incredible. <laughs> look, at, look at the warnings on like do not allow in any capacity like don't inhale don't swallow don't get it on your skin don't get it in your eyes i'll probably die just from touching the bag but if if Jeez. we mix that if you mix that specific powder um and you and you find a shell this is a, a just a, a demo shell of like what a homunculus might be yeah homunculus might grow the homunculus could actually and i'm just i'm just gonna say that as soon as that i've got a working experiment and i get that powder to pass some regulatory tests because i might not be able to allow to sell this anywhere yet but if i'm allowed to sell it i gotta maybe consult with lawyers we'll have a 100 percent legitimate homunculus growing kit um that we can wow. sell alongside the homunculus owner's manual been working on it for like a year. Been trying to source this stuff from China. I finally found a small bat. I'm not going to get into it. It literally. That's <laughs> epic. This sounds like I'm making this up and I don't blame anyone that thinks that I'm lying, but it literally fell off a truck and I got a crit like that's all I'm going to say, but it lit. It literally fell off of a truck. It was like damaged goods and it was like the stars aligned. And I was like, I'm looking for this weird chemical that probably got me on a list for looking for it and then i find a supplier that's like well we actually just had this batch that like like the ups truck got into a anyways so long story short we're damn and that's some commitment guys but we are gonna dismantle everything that they think they've been putting out show it as a fraud and then show what it really might operate as but I'm I don't have the know-how to like do the entire process. And by 2024, I might try I don't know. Uh, do I tell people no, I do not want people sending me samples. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, see what all you do though is that I don't I don't know what the full process is, but there could even be a, a business here. Where you send your sample into a lab, of semen being sent in the mail to me at all. So we'll, we'll, no, but, we'll but source train, it another way. You could franchise this out. You could train other technicians, and once you once the franchisees get stuff going on, they accept the samples and they run everything. And now also that karmically frees you from any karmic debt for having to maybe the homunculus rubin tug for no, scientific I mean, purposes. Have, Let's have some class on decorum here. It would it would be the, the, I've been I've been working on a few of these, so I've got them off the top of my head. None of them are good, uh, so I haven't landed on one. Um, but you don't need a tongue to kiss as long as you've got a homunculus. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I like that. That that's gold. Th- there's 
few and far between. I'm still I'm still working on some. That that will get you a cult follow. That will create a cult following all of its own. <laughs> I I really do feel like there's something, and I just recently read Moonchild because uh, I'm I'm gonna do an episode with uh, Juan for a cult book club on Moonchild. And uh, that also is talking about a completely different type of homunculus, but it seems like it's another, it's like a, a spiritual homunculus. I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. A, a little bit. I've, I've read into like, there's come across a decent amount of like the ancient alchemical homunculi stories, like of the demon style and like, yeah. yeah like this, the, well, there's, there's no potions or none of that involved. It's all astrology and ritual. Really? Kind of like what you were saying, like knowing like the phases of the moon and you essentially uh, treat the, the vessel the in this case, it's a, it's a human female, but you treat the vessel as if itself has its own, like it's going through its own little zodiac, uh, daily, monthly, just on any scale. You zoom in, you zoom out. There's always this astrological sign. So depending on where they're at astrologically, you play them certain types of music, serve them certain types of food. It's like a complete pamper session, um, like yeah, nonstop. And you've got people like just like waiting on them. And and the whole thing, it's the just the ultimate concept of as above, so below, like. If the uh, you know if the stars are aligned this way, we're treating you as if the stars were aligned. It is as if you were that same astrological sign. So you do that long enough, and you're essentially preparing an actual fetus to be attractive. You're like you're like dolling it up. You're like you know yeah. like uh, you're giving it nice golden brown coating and a candy shell coating and advertising it to all these demons that are floating around. Like hey, you want like this is a sweet vessel you want this vessel that's kind of the concept yeah that's that's gonna be one interesting discussion i'm gonna look forward to watch you're basically cars you're like a car salesman yeah you're pimping your child's spirit essentially well no you're you're pimping your child's um body just like the clump of cells right you're, yeah you're the body the yeah the cell. body yeah yeah it's not getting a normal you're like, soul. see yourself oh, in, in little bernie see yourself driving around in little bernie you know put, oh, put the window down. i see what whoa that's crazy okay so we'll it's like anyways it's i don't want to give your too much child is not going to be like a soul of its own it's going to be both like a demon slash your controlled like things or like a little connection of both like it's a it's set- all, yeah dude it's it's like a designer spiritual baby like outside of the genetic aspect which i'm sure adds a whole nother layer onto this but it's like I want to make sure that my baby has this kind of a spiritual thing. So we'll just like make that attractive to that spirit. So when the spirit comes by, it's like, Oh, that looks like my size. And it pops in. Uh, yeah. It, it resonates with a lot of the other ancient alchemical, magical ritual practices that uh, I've myself have read. Like there's so much crazy occult stuff out there. It just, yeah. There's no end and we don't have enough uh seconds in our lifetimes to to uncover it all. So you got to pick and choose, right? So um but it sounds like we're going to pick and choose to just jerk off your dog. 
<laughs> You're gonna jerk off, Madonna. All right, hold on. We're gonna turn this back around on you. Hey, conspiracy buffs, I double dare you to take some PCP, the paranormal conspiracy probe. On your marks, get set, and go. I didn't even ask if you knew the rules for PCP. Do you know the rules? I do not. The rules are that I'm just going to make a statement and you're going to give me zero to 10 on how much you agree with that statement. That's it. That's the whole rules. 10. Awesome. You're we're off to a great start. Human beings have set foot on the moon. Five. Human beings have set foot on the moon in the last hundred years. Four. Aliens helped build the pyramids. Three. Anunnaki helped build the pyramids. Four. Angels came down from heaven and had intercourse with humans. Five. Time travel exists. Six. Time travel exists today. Ooh. Come see me, time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Bigfoot exists. Ten. Eleven. Demons exist. Nine. Angels exist. Nine. Dinosaurs exist. Now or before? Ever. Yeah, but some might have called them dragons. Okay, let's let's stick to numbers here, my friend. Ten. Okay, dragons existed. Ten. Uh, Fire-breathing, flying dragons existed. I'm going to give that a seven because I think I saw something like that, but there was just no fire coming out of it. That's a cryptid story for another day. The combination of the impact of the plane and uh, along with the heat caused a massive zero. <laughs> okay, you didn't even let me finish. zero on ground zero being whatever <laughs> the bullshit they claimed. A plane hit one of the towers physically. Probably so five, I guess. But okay. I don't. Yeah, know. It was the, it was the inverse of like the plane was just a hologram. But like, I want to know if the plane like did a plane actually hit? Was it? I suspect so, but I suspect it was remote controlled. We buried Osama bin Laden at sea out of respect for his culture. Zero. Obama bin Laden was just one person. Zero. JFK was killed by aliens. Not by aliens, but because of aliens? By aliens. Zero. Okay. Well, some of these, I'm just making sure you're paying attention here. I I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm hearing. and then you can use magic to summon demons. Ten. All right, let's let's start there and walk backwards. We're we're out of the the danger zone. You pass the flying colors. We got gotcha. you. Um, 
So when it comes to demons, this is where this is where I always go. Apologize for anyone that's sick of me going down this this line of thinking, but if you were to say go on Amazon and just search for the top 10, you know, popular how to summon a demon books and you bought all 10 and you just and you're let's say you're an atheist or let's say even if you're not an atheist, you're like a you're a good person, you're not an evil, horrible person, like you're not already on your way to hell anything you're you're on your way to heaven right but you go on amazon you buy the top 10 how to summon a demon books you read them all book cover to cover and you repeat exactly what they say assuming that none of them are like go and kill grandma or go and kill a dog right um can you would that person summon a demon at some point potentially i mean that's a answer depends how committed they were Let's say they're they're extremely committed up until the point of causing harm to somebody else or uh, causing some sort of unwitting or unwanted. I would say damage. the demon might already be out and they're unaware. I mean, is that? Do you think that's true? Like, do you think you could just order books on Amazon, read it, and unleash a demon into the world or into your life? Actually, no, because you can't do it solo. You need you need. Um, a cipher of or a circle of four, I believe, from what I've seen. Could those could the circle be your homunculi? Um no, because I think you're sharing one soul. Could it be a bunch of ball lightning that you summon? Definitely. That's a ten. So if if you sat down and then and then created a few different ball lightnings and formed a little circle and then started summoning demons using books off Amazon. I'd say you'd summon some angels or demons in those ball lightning uh, to begin with, and then you're just bringing more through. <laughs> Sorry, would you say that it's possible to, to go to whatever your interpretation of hell is from just summoning ball lightning then? I don't know. Potentially? Another realm? Definitely, maybe. Can you kill ball lightning? Like, could you set? Could you just like expend its energy in a way that would ultimately be considered killing it? Maybe. Does that mean Giant. you can kill an angel? I right. I don't know. Maybe like a uh, hose it down with a fire truck of salt water. Who knows? <laughs> Ghostbusters think- suck it in. Maybe that's if what you were like uh, were doing, they were stealing angels, <laughs> orbs and angels. I mean, you might not be wrong to turn it to use the energy to make little homunculus Frankenstein creatures. That's I mean, what Generation Z is. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill well, me. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's what is Generation Z? Uh, I heard they were snowflakes that get mad at everything, but uh, I'm just kidding. Um, isn't it everybody that was like born from 97 to like 20? Okay, I thought you were calling out like a podcast or something. Oh, God, no, no, not not taking on. uh, I love David Rossi, Generation (laughs) Z's a great podcast. Okay, Uh, okay. no, I was talking talking about about the the entire people (laughs) of uh, the world born from, and I'm totally joking. Don't kill me, one billion snowflakes out there. (laughs) 
I mean, if if you were to get hit by a billion snowflakes, would that be drowning or would that be like getting? That's called like, an avalanche, and you do suffocate. It happens quite frequently in Canada. Okay, Especially so, so when it's or snowboarding backcountry. That actually sounds appropriate. If if you were surrounded by a billion snowflakes, uh, the fact that you would just suffocate to death feels like that's that's how it would feel. Right? <laughs> hey, right? Oh, that works in two dimensions, <laughs> eh? So what are your uh, what are the other big projects that you're working on aside from waiting for me to come up there and hang out with you and your dog? Uh, APEC Alternative Propulsion Engineering Conference uh, once a month. I co-host that with alien scientist and Tim Ventura. Uh, it is awesome. It's dealing with free energy, uh, anti-gravity and disclosure in general when it comes to these higher technologies and trying to also open source just technology development and sustainability for the average person is the ultimate goal out of it. Um, and then yeah the new year looking at setting up my silkscreen equipment again get printing again looking forward to that and all the projects we got the science of sound series we got the real science series uh i'm also now starting uh freestyle fridays with uh hollahan of king of the dot uh, rap battles um every I are you freestyling on god this? no not at all i was okay. always the burncron merchandiser i printed their shirts i sold the shirts and hey i'll do it again roll, man sometimes staying in your lane's a good thing exactly not everyone needs to be swerving in and out of lanes uh, damn straight uh, that, that's the way i like to i know what i'm good at i know what i'm not good at i don't try <laughs> to do things that well, other people are better at and share their skills you don't have to be the best at everything. Right? This is I'm, well, this is kind of the concept of the homunculus, though, is that like the alchemist uh, would realize they're really good at one thing, but they're like, I don't have enough time or resources to to be good at like five things. Uh, but if I could take me and clone it and teach them all to be good at these other things, like I so twenty twenty five a freestyling Bernai homunculus. <laughs> that is the gold. If if this is the motivation you need to jerk off your dog, then I'm happy to provide that for you. See, but then that's not a me homunculus. That's my dog's homunculus. Well, I mean, can't you just like mix it all together and just get like the best of everything? Oh, two-headed, half dog, half Bernie, half a chicken. Cer- a, cere- a cerebrus Bernie? <sighs> Damn. Now you're just like going like... A cerebernie? I don't know. We, we got to workshop the name a little bit. I feel like if we land on a good name, you'll be even more sold on this. It'll definitely uh, have to be in a comic book. Okay, this will be Patreon only. And speaking of, do you have... Like, how do people help you get your next uh, ounce of gold to just turn into dust? Well, I do have a deal with anybody that, you know, wants to watch and make have their own made that I will. uh, If you donate gold, like gold, I'll make half. I give make it all. I give half to you. Keep the other half. Like I've done that with a couple of viewers. So it's like you get half the back amount back but you know it'll be white not blue and it'll be made on camera in front of you or if you just want to support me there's uh paypal uh, slash burncron b-e-r-n-c-r-o-n is me but i really gotta get into the patreon game because 
it seems to be the way to go, right? Good community. Uh, hit and miss. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give the pros of it. First of all, I haven't been banned off the platform yet, so I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, I, I do know that it's not hard to get yourself asked to leave uh, forcibly. And it also wasn't easy for me to transition from an adult only, which meant that if you tried to search for me, I wouldn't have come up unless you just like clicked on a link directly. It took me about better half of a year to get myself off of that naughty adult list. Really? Uh, Okay. So so that's one thing, you know, word to the wise, unless you know what you're getting into, don't post anything that might be uh, conceived as like adult because they'll put you in like the ultimate corner uh, to think about what you've done. So that was X X corner. That's a that's a big one. So I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my truly adult content. I can't go directly on the Patreon. I hear Pornhub supposedly has some epic podcasts for like that aren't. It's not porn. It's just like it's adult. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just shit. reading the articles. I'm just. I was just there. I don't know. I don't. I know you saw it in the say. history, but I was there to listen to the podcasts. You know, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. That's See, the new version like... of I, I read it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see. I, I don't do it, so I don't know. And but, but the, the other, good. the other huge pro of Patreon is that in and this is beyond like the monetary aspect is that you start developing a community of people that care enough about supporting you that they put their money where their mouth is, and it's literally like the equivalent of someone buying you a coffee once a month, like the first Monday of the month or something. You go out and you buy your friend like a sandwich or or not even like, you know, sandwiches are freaking expensive now. But that and once you start seeing how many people are willing to, you know, have a coffee with you every single month and it keeps building, it's just like an incredible amount of motivation. Because like, honestly, the the Patreon income until you get into like big boy levels, which I'm not at, it's like it barely covers, you know, like a lunch or something. Yeah. yeah um, especially right. if you've got a, like a fancy taste, like I do, where I'm just drinking uh monoatomic gold by the gallon over here. Like, I don't, I don't even care, bro. I'm just melting stuff down. Right. You know, grandma passes away. The first thing I do is I raid the jewelry. Hey, and I hey, break it down into monoatomic gold. Uh, and I, that's I grandma's it. silver in that <laughs> jar right there. I kid you not. <laughs> oh god! It better not turn blue, man. Did it turn blue? <laughs> no, no okay, da- okay. I got got the technique down. <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess you would you would develop until you start throwing in the, the big uh, family heirlooms until they just you know. Oh, it's just a couple coins. So the, so those are the coins. good aspects of Patreon. Um, and then I guess the bad ones is just that I do know that people have had that carpet just ripped out from under them. Like they did some persona non grata sort of thing. And next thing you know, this, oh yeah, this big basket of eggs that you've been waiting on, you were going to make this the best omelet in the world next month. Uh, now it's gone. Uh, and it might not even like they, they might even, someone might even take the eggs in the basket. You know what I mean? And now you got to like yeah. beg for it. So anytime that kind of thing happens, and I know people have left the platform for that kind of reason, but I'm doing my damned best to, to skirt on that line in between the two. 
So I, I highly did until I get kicked off. Until I, you actually fan. jerk my dog off on Patreon. On, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can even <laughs> insinuate that that's an option. So <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the the Patreon, my Patreon. I don't know about yours, but mine will pretty much just be a month or t- maybe even two months early access when I've got the game. I don't know if you saw, but I've got a game that I've been working on called Lucifer Lives in Lower Manhattan. So and if anyone wants to get early access to play that, give early feedback, all that, um, that will be Patreon only for sure. And then uh, a whole bunch of other there's like the other cool thing, too, is that I'll do like a huge discounts for Patreon. So if someone pays, you know, seven bucks to be a member, like they'll get a ten dollar coupon. So if, even if they have their eye on something, it just it pays for itself and then some. So it's like win win for everybody. So I don't know. There's so many oh, great reasons to have a Patreon. For sure. For sure, I like that. More work for Bernie before 2024. Yeah, I mean, pace yourself. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. And Merry Merry Christmas to you. Well, actually, Happy New Year and maybe even uh, Happy Valentine's Day if you're not watching this on Patreon. Happy Valentine's Day because it's probably right All around right. there so, is, yeah, so this, Valentine's picked out? this episode is that good of content <laughs> We're gonna, it's yeah, bring this the, and this is the yeah there we go <laughs> let's just let's just leave it on that so i love you happy valentine's day bernie happy valentine's day i love all Christmas. you guys please be my valentine <laughs> please check me out please go to patreon and uh please buy some stickers Stickers, cryptids, cults, and killers. Killers, seek out all your favorite conspiracies. All the land and more on a sticker sheets. There are no American stickers. They'll make you smile and snicker. False flags and secret society. All of these and more on a sticker sheets. Explore the unique with paranoid American sticker sheets. Unearth tales of cryptids, cults, and mysteries through each sticker. These won't last long. Get yours now at ParanoidAmerican.com. Will all American stickers, cryptids, cults, and killers, killers, we got all your favorite conspiracies, all the data and more on our sticker sheets, paranoid American stickers, gonna make you smile and snickers, girls, legs, and secret society, all of these and more on our sticker sheets. Discover the extraordinary with paranoid American sticker sheets. From cryptids in the night to cults out of sight, each sticker is a unique find. Get yours now at paranoidamerican.com. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.